Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' congregation? Welcome to another installment of Scam Goddess. It's me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess, here to talk about robbery, fraud, chicanery, criminals, uh, those of the like, con artistry, as we call it. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm very... Yes, I'm very excited. I keep saying I'm going to change that, but maybe I won't. Maybe we'll all just stick here together. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, but I really am excited. I love when we have people on the pod who I know in real life and are amazing comedians. Today we have hilarious comedian, actor, writer on the show, along with Candace Thompson. He co-hosts the Spotify original podcast, Nosy Neighbors, where each week they review the wildest neighbor stories. Come on, next door. Also, you'll see him in the upcoming feature film reboot, House Party, coming out July 28th. Congregation, please welcome Shinadu. Unaka? Am I saying it right? Yeah, Unaka. I don't ever say your last name. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, Shinadu, I never say your last name, but I'll be trying to, um, I'll be trying to know. Wait, Shinadu, wait, is, where's that from in, what country in Africa is that? Nigeria. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Omo Niger. Omo Niger. Kedu. Okay. Wait, you say Igbo? Kedu. Kedu. That means hello. 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 Wait. (laughs) I was like, I thought you said it was Igbo. I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I am, yeah, I am Ebo. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Ebo, excuse me. See, uh, that's as far as my... I don't know where I'm from in Africa, so I can claim every country, so... As as <laughs> as it was meant to be. That's how God intended it, you know, before the political divides. But we ain't got to get into that. Okay, Olulacy, Olulacy, okay? Just don't sprinkle it on. We don't know. We don't know. All facts. Oh, uh, <laughs> Shindo, I'm so happy you're here. Uh, we always ask on this podcast. And we got him fresh off the Grammys, y'all. He just flew in, just caught a flight. Yeah. And we love that for you. Flewed in, flewed out. It was a lot of fun. It was fun? It was a good time? Yeah, it was a good Were time. Were the tables tiny? They look tiny on TV. They they did look tiny. They are tiny. I think <laughs> they're trying to fit all the people in mm. um, for the for the shots while still let them have a place for their drinks and their purses, etc. Because it's like, they look like those tables that you'll see at a cocktail party that have no seats around them, but they're like three feet higher. And they were just like, let's just chop the legs off. And then, why was that was I was obsessed with? That and Silk Sonic coming out, uh, Anderson Peck in that Ike Turner wig. (laughs) Yeah. Yo, it looked luxurious, though. It was shining from, I was like, I was seated pretty far from them. 
and you could mm. see how amazing the wind the was. sheen yeah the sheen was so shiny and the way he was shaking it every time it was hilarious yeah it was so it funny. was it was very funny and i love so glissonic because uh as a group they are a scam um they make great music the scam isn't that you're not going to enjoy yourself listening to them the scam is, is that they put this group together maybe a year ago and they've uh-huh. been sweeping the grammys sweeping all these award shows they got like six songs i was yeah. like and also they make music that if you grew up in a black household in America, maybe you heard this music when you was about to clean up or, you know, you wake up and you hear the oldies or whatever. They make this kind of old school sound music, but then they use the same kind of like fuckboy R&B lyrics that everyone else uses. So it's like you'll be listening to a song and it feels like Marvin Gaye and they're like, this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All facts, all facts. <laughs> she was twerking on my dick, and right. I liked it. She'll be like, what's going on? It sounds like jazz. <laughs> right. What is this I think they forgot the J. It's just ass. Right. It's just ass. <laughs> I feel like they were like, what if we made like fuckboy soul? Or like. Right, right. Literally, it's his own category. That's that's a good way to put it. It is fuckboy soul. Yeah. <laughs> It's R and B, but it's rhythm and bullshit. Like what? Rhythm and bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but people love it. People love it. You it's know? it slaps. Listen, I left the door open. Facts. I've been leaving that, the that's door open. A song about a <laughs> prostitute. You know. Wow. Like, I'ma leave the door open, girl. Oh, so the sex person yeah. can show up. She don't got a knock because the door open. I it's never, open. I never Facts. knew that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. At least We're that's learning. what I've been told. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> the person who told me could have been a scammer. So who knows? I'm going to choose to believe it. Uh, shouldn't do. I have to ask you, what is your relationship with scams? Have you ever been scammed? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Like, where are you on the spectrum? You know what? Being Nigerian, I do my hardest not to engage in scams. <laughs> Yo, you know? What? When Yvonne Orji came on this podcast, she was like, what you're not going to do is talk about right. Nigeria. I was like, listen, it's all respect. Y'all are one of the scam capitals of the world. Man. We got Brooklyn, yeah. New York, Nigeria. You know, these are our Silicon Valleys. We have Atlanta. We have... Yeah. I'm more of a victim. I could see scams from far away, but I'm sure I've been a victim of scams because... You know, when you're just like super busy, I'm on auto pay with a lot of different things. I'm sure they shaving money off the top. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't trust auto pay. I'm sure that's the real thing. We really shouldn't. The LADWP just uh, popped up on my news feed today because they were doing, um, with Water and Power, they were doing auto pay and apparently was skim skipping and, and now everybody's suing the girls. Literally, like I, I've got a, I got an email from AT and T one time, like, hey, we overcharge you by twenty five bucks. Sorry about that. And right. in my head, I'm like, well, how often does this happen without mm. me actually knowing? Right, because I you feel know? like y'all aren't volunteering that you are giving me money back. Somebody must have said something, and you were like, hey, we got in front of this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let's let's be real about it, right? Because it might seem small, right? Three bucks, ten bucks. But if you times that by mm-hmm. what ten million people, right. that's a whole lot of money that they're just taking every now and then. A year, you can make you know a what? pretty penny. And I'm the type of guy like if I see you ever see those kids selling chocolate for their sports mm-hmm. teams. Of course, yeah, <laughs> for literally playing no sport. Them niggas be thirty five talking be about 35, buy some chocolate. Unathletic, <laughs> 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 but they get me every time. I can't say no. Like yeah, there you go, brother man. Good luck this season. 
I love that. I love that for you. I'm trying to think of what my scam is that I know they're lying, but I give it to them every time. There's definitely a few where I'm like, this is fine. It, I don't care what you do with the money. But I do always love the kids hustling with the candy bars on the street. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's hard not to say say yes to those kids. They so cute. I'm like, yeah, right. man, go ahead. Like how much for the M&Ms? $13. All right, man. Okay. Yeah, I, okay, that's fine. Yeah, we charge it. a per M&M. It's still in a bag. It's still in the Mars <laughs> bag, but it's still per M&M for the jersey. I'm literally standing in front of Target where tons of cheaper M&Ms are inside. I'm like, yeah, sure. It's brother. against the community. You can't buy them inside Target. You got to yeah. buy them for the markup outside. Exactly. Do you ever, you ever donate to those grocery stores? It's like, would you like to give your change to such and such? No. I stopped doing that. That gets we- me too. Don't let that get you. The only reason I don't let that get me is one, like sometimes they be making a change out of that shit. I don't know who's taking it. Also, it, I guess if it's one of those things where it's like, oh, leave a dime for the March of Dimes, like maybe that I would do. But if it's like on the credit card swiper for the store and they're like, would you like to donate to the Red Nose or CVS? Or I'm like, you're not writing off my donation. I'll go donate myself. You're not stealing my money and writing it off for a tax they got break. No, no information about the org posted anywhere. Right, billionaires. It's, a, it's something you never heard before, you know? I ain't paying daddy CVS's taxes. Hell no. Yeah, but they if know it's how to like, watch their money. Right. If it's in person, I might put a, some dimes into Marshall Dimes or like put some money in a little thing. And then if the employees steal it, I don't care. Good for them because the grocery store employees are actually about to go on strike in LA. So. For what? Uh, unfair wages, labor practices, hours, Thanks. money, you know. And the machines. Machines right. are taking their jobs. I mean, I think the companies love to threaten that machines are taking employees' jobs, but it's like, we know y'all cheap motherfuckers. If they could have taken the jobs, they would have taken them by now. So, like... I mean, they kind of, like, you have a self-check outline, right? That does annoy me. Like, self-checkout upsets me because this is not my... Now I'm working. <laughs> Target, I ain't come to be an employee. Why I gotta be up here like boop boop? Oh, I gotta mm-hmm. get bring it up. Okay, I gotta call the man. How many? How much these apples cost? That's too much for me. And they do they do it on purpose too because they make sure a lot of the people are there to see everybody. So they force you to get good at it. Mm-hmm. But they just get used to it. Next thing you know, you stacking your own shelves. <laughs> you stacking the shelves for them. They're like, oh. like, hey, I need some pepper towels. Like they in the bag. You, you got you know how to operate a forklift. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got to sell forklift, bro. Sell forklift. If not, it's going to take about 30 minutes to get your cereal. Yeah, do you I suggest wait, or... you hit the sell forklift. We actually just got some new apricots. They on the truck, but you're going to have to unload and restock. But you right. can get yours out once you bring a box in. I can get it for you, but it's going to be about two hours. I got a long line. You got to sign up. Oh, I hate it here. Jesus. Well, let's get on with the show. Our first segment here is What's Hot and Fraud. This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist, or you guys know these days. We just get a letter from you guys. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure your scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes, fuck up your bag. Amen. Shouldn't mm. do I need a fake name for this person. We don't care about gender. Okay. Uh, Give me, let's go with Rontavius Tavern. Rontavious Tavern. Yeah, I don't know why that made me think of Gerard Carmichael. <laughs> oh, his real huh? name is Rathaniel. <laughs> Rathaniel. <laughs> I was like, wow. Right. I, I don't know. This is such an interesting title. I wonder what the title's about. Oh, that's that's what his I name. Too. <laughs> that was an 
excellent callback of a title because like somebody, a black woman in the audience was like, "You ain't tell nobody your real name." <laughs> right when she said that, I kind of figured it out. I was like, oh, "I think this is a good name, Miss Rock Daniel." <laughs> You better than me, because I was still like, hmm, continue to watch Rothaniel. Wonder, is that his son's name? Like, who, who is Rothaniel? <laughs> so, now I want to call this person Rothaniel. What did you say the name was? Ron... Rontavious Tavern. Rontavious. So, Rontavious mm-hmm. Tavern says, first off, love the podcast. Oh, thank you, Rontavious. Oh, and a lot of nice things. Thank you, Rontavious. Rontavia says, I thought I'd share a story of the scammer in my family. Let me preface this by saying I was a middle schooler when all of this happened. My memory of the details are spotty. Great. Love a love a dicey reenactment. Mm. <laughs> says, I might be lying. I that, love that's a- what, yeah, that was for the police. <laughs> I love a story that starts with, I might be lying. Right. Hello. <laughs> first time, a long time listener, first time caller. I might be lying a little bit, but hello. Yes. Right. Love this for all of us. <laughs> So, Rontavia says, my uncle started dating this woman who we'll all call A, okay, when I was about 12 or 13. So, uncle's getting his group back, dating A, in the relationship with A, bringing them around the family, which means it must be kind of serious. Or mm. sometimes you have those family members who, I feel like family gatherings are their only, like, social outings, so they always be bringing a new significant other, and then the whole family got to pretend like they heard so much about them. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, Tracy, right? Yes, we heard a lot about you. You're the one that do. They always let you finish the sentence. You work at the mm-hmm. youth and center. Then, that's right. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. You love the youth. That's what you love the kids. That's what she, what you say the name was Tony? Tony love the kids is what he always says about you. That's what he always Thanks. says. Yeah. If you go anywhere and people wait until you introduce yourself and then they tell you they heard a lot about you, they ain't heard shit about you. They're just very courteous. Facts. I'm the guy that'd be like, oh, yo, this is uh, this is Lacey. And I just wait for that dude to say the name because I can't remember. And I just wait yes. <laughs> for him to introduce you to him. I'm like, if it doesn't happen, I'm like, ah. You know, you forgot my name, huh, Chinadu? <laughs> right. That's a beautiful scam for when you forget people's names. You just be like, you introduce them to somebody else at a party and be like, the name you know, this is da 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 And then hope that they'll be like, now <laughs> you, you ask their name. And like, yo, Lacey. Come be my homeboy. Yo, Lacey is my homeboy. And then I'll be listening. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is my homeboy. Chad. Yeah, Chad, That's Chad, right. Chad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad, me, yeah, me Chad. and Chad go way back. Way <laughs> I've back. done that too many times at parties. So this is the uncle's new girl. So started dating this woman. Um, wh- why do I keep forgetting this name? R- Ratnet. Rontavius. <laughs> Rontavius. Sorry, Rontavius. I'm putting some respect on your name. So on your fake name. So Rontavius says I met this person around 12 or 13. She was really nice and quickly became a part of our family. Over two or three years, we knew her. My sister and I stayed at her house a few times. She was always at family gatherings, etc. Normal family stuff. One year, a held Thanksgiving dinner happened at her house. So, you know, normally when you have a Thanksgiving dinner, it's at Meemaw House, whoever's the matriarch, whoever's the auntie who can cook for real, for real. You know, it's over... Or maybe if your family be beefing a lot, it's over several people's houses and you got to make a bunch of stops. That's true, too. Because sometimes those Thanksgiving fights, although those are the best fights, though. Mm. Because everybody's got a full stomach, so it's going to last a couple rounds. (laughs) Oftentimes, it's in a backyard where nobody is paying attention. So by the time you get out there, 
<laughs> right. I love a Thanksgiving brawl. I grew up, um, all of my great aunts lived on the same hill as my grandmother. So it would be like, you go to Granny's house for this. You go to, uh, you know, oh, Lord, why am I forgetting my auntie's names? You go to Aunt Becky's house. Aunt Becky had all the good desserts and shit. You know, you go to Aunt Bobby Jean's house. She always just made a cobbler. Like, everybody had their specialty, and we would just go down the hill with plates and just collect in East Texas. Uh, so that was a different situation. It was like a bunch of family land, and then all of our family, like, lived on the land. So it was like a street that oh. was just all my family. Oh, that's dope. That's super dope. So we would balance, which now that I think about it, like, why didn't all them niggas just gather in one house? They was walking distance. <laughs> right. <laughs> It was like, nah, you come over. I was it's probably some beef that you don't, you don't even know about. Beef that you don't even, they don't want to bother the kids with the beef. I was like, too just young. go down to your auntie, get the potato salad, come back, okay? Right. And <laughs> don't tell her that I'm have none. Don't tell her that it's for me. Go and get it for yourself, but get extra. But don't but don't say nothing. Yes, yeah, very right. much that. <laughs> so this auntie A decided she was gonna hold Thanksgiving at her house. This was odd in hindsight because my grandmother was adamant on always doing Thanksgiving at her house. Duh, the matriarch, right. Anyway, we had never really been to her house before, and it was massive. This is in all caps. It had, like, Mm. three huge bedrooms and a finished basement, and it was in a brand-new wealthy area of town. We had dinner there, and it was what you'd expect. So probably cute and fancy if it's at a nice, fancy house in a new part of town. This is where they put the gravy probably in a serving dish. Uh huh. Just where they, you know, they had uh, multiple spoons on the table: a big spoon, a small mm-hmm. spoon, another spoon. Unnecessarily. Cranberry relish from Williams Sonoma. Yep. Like we drinking out of plastic, but it's all clear. Fancy. Mm-hmm. They had a honey baked ham with no bones in it. Somehow. Right. You can't find no hole in the ham. Yet, yet the bones aren't there though. The bones are gone. They had a Greensburg turkey, fresh from Oprah's uh, endorsed mm-hmm. website. It's giving that. Oh, for sure. For sure. (laughs) About a year or two after this, things between A and the family fell apart. We found out later, after my grandmother died, a scam had happened to her. Lady A, or Auntie A, had scammed her out of thousands of dollars. And this isn't even the juicy part. Just recently, I was talking to my mom and aunt. Mom and aunts always have the tea. When you become an adult, you get all the tea from your parents. Facts. Just easily. I remember being a kid and just kind of being like, I don't know why these people don't get along or whatever, but I don't care. I just want to go sleep, spend the night at my uncle's house or spend the night at my aunt's house or whatever. I don't care what they beefing about. But when you become an adult, you really begin the tea. Yeah. My you mom, like, she, she used to talk so loud on the phone that the tea would spill over into the other rooms. <laughs> she, not even talk, she not even talking to us. <laughs> but everybody getting the tea in the house. Next door neighbor getting the tea. My mom speaks on speakerphone and she's yelling <laughs> <laughs> like she's in traffic you know and i <laughs> so love that for her and my mom is the same way but my mom was and now i realize why because when you start as an adult dealing with children or if you have children i say dealing with because i have none but you know you learn that them little niggas will snitch on you in a second they love they'll be like she i've seen too many tiktoks where the mom was like hey y'all about to do my makeup tutorial and then the kid pop in the screen or it's alive and they're like you don't have a car and it's like what (laughs) (laughs) you don't do your makeup auntie come over every time and do it for you right Mama, the tax man called again. I told him that you don't live here. Like, they just... <laughs> they, they will air your ass out in the most disrespectful way. So when I was a kid, I remember my mom always telling me, like, 
Our family business is our business. I feel like I got this chat before I went to a, many a family function, which now that I'm thinking about, okay, she'll be like, our family business is our business. So go in here running your mouth about our family business. And we didn't have anything to hide now that I think about it. But whatever <laughs> it was, she was like, you keep your mouth shut about me. <laughs> oh, so you ain't you ain't going to drop your, your version of Rodaniel? <laughs> <laughs> now, what's wild is my mom would love that. My mom is always right. like... Oh, do you talk about me in your stand-up? What should be saying about me? Like, she wants me to talk about her in my stand-up. It's like something, like, I'm flirting with maybe writing a book right now, and I told my mom that I was meeting with book agents, and she was like, uh, well, they got an agent for me because I'm trying to write a book. She was like, I'm going to get it out first. Let me get my version out. <laughs> and she going to proofread that for sure. I should co-write it. Right. No, my mom's a genius. Girl. We probably should. But yeah, she she wants to be in my stand-up so bad. She's like, I know you're talking about me. I'm like, Mom, I'm actually not, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a bone one day. Because um, <laughs> she's interesting. There's a ton. Um, but yeah, so they doing a family situation. It's a massive house. They got all the accoutrements and all this. But then we find out after things fall apart that she done scam Granny, right? And that's not even the worst part of it. So I don't know how she done scam Granny out of money. Um, I find that interesting because she's not even a part of the family. She's like the uncle's girlfriend. She's like, I'm dating your son. Mm, she probably she probably called from an unknown number, asked Granny for her social security. You know, you know, the Granny's been giving the social security out so fast, like hotcakes. <laughs> like, hi, this is a, a a resort Hilton, and you're the winner <laughs> of five no! five eight two seven. <laughs> When like, anybody tries to call me, email me, text me, telling me they want to give me something for free, I'm yeah. automatically on high alert. I'm like, no, thank you. Like, and, they're, they're, and they're getting better and better. The scam, if you notice the emails, they start as if you've been talking for a while now. Right. Even if you open up the email, like, you'd be thinking like, oh, do I know this person? They're like, hey, what's up? So like I was saying... And then you'd be like, Listen, that's like telemarketers. Telemarketers, uh, and I don't have a home phone. Many millennials don't, which really crushed their industry. But now they get our cell phones. They figure mm-hmm. out a way. But they, I remember when the game switched up when I was in high school, because I used to call it dinner and be like, oh, would you be interested in this service? Da, 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 da. I remember when they switched it up and they used to start calling you and be like, hey, is Michael there? Like, trying to act like they know you. <laughs> Hey, like, Shannon, do that. Put Shannon do on the phone. We, he know me. He I know mean, me. me. I'll be getting pissed off talk because I know none of my friends answer the phone <laughs> like that. Like, this is me. Oh, hey. Um, hey, it's us with Spectrum. We just want to see if you was cool with your wireless <laughs> provider. That's all. Y'all having dinner? What y'all eat? I'm like, bye. Right. They, they tried to switch it up for a minute and get a little friendly. And I loved that for them. I really did. So, a year or two after, she starts to get the tea. Mm -hmm. Turns out that Auntie A was squatting in a house that she had invited us to for Thanksgiving. It was fully furnished, so we don't really know if she knew that people lived there or what, but she absolutely, in all caps, did not live there herself. Not only that, but she had also given my sister a full bedroom set from that house. Thinking back on it, she didn't live there for very long, but it didn't strike me as odd at the time. I was too busy going through puberty to care. This woman had the audacity to not only squat in some wealthy person's home, but held Thanksgiving, in all caps there, and gave away their belongings. We cooked a whole meal, watched a parade on the big TV, and napped in some stranger's couches. Damn, The audacity for me. Hope you enjoy. Not a squat giving. Jesus. A squat giving? (laughs) 
I just watched that Roommates documentary. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. We've talked about it. I've had an episode come out recently about it, um, about one of the scams on there. I have another one that I'm doing, too, because the, the worst roommate ever. I just love that. And I've talked about this. Um, television programming. The names now are so misleading. It was like worst roommate ever on Netflix. And then I was like, murder? Like, I feel right. like... <laughs> I would be like, oh, they murdered me. That's my worst roommate ever. I feel like murder is... That's, that's a whole other thing. That's... I was... I'm a victim. This isn't a, a, a right. mini quarrel that we had. to... We have to go to court. Once you have to go to court, that's bigger than a roommate. This is right. now... Worst you know, roommate uh, ever is like, they didn't pay rent. They didn't do the dishes. They stole my clothes. They threw a lot yeah. of parties and orgies in the living room without my consent. They walked around naked. You know. Right. They, all that. They leave the clothes in the washer for too long. Now the whole house smells. They use a knife to make a peanut butter sandwich and leave a peanut butter knife on the counter. Like, this is what I'm thinking of worst roommate. Not murder. Not mur- <laughs> murder. That's <laughs> too much. That's a whole nother level, man. That's beyond worst. <laughs> like, what do you, what would you do if you was in that situation? How would you get a squatter out of your place? That's the thing. It's like, it depends on what state you're in. It depends on what the yeah. rights are, how long they've been staying there. I think my best advice is if you have a squatter, if you have the financial propensity to just move, leave, break your lease so I can move. If you got a bugaboo in 2022, mm-hmm. you got to just get the fuck out of there because people who are squatting, their mindset is different. different. Like, what if it's your house? So it's your house. Now you can't go. I mean, it's your fucking fault. I, I never blame people for scams. But if you don't research the person, if you don't get an adequate, very high deposit, if you don't make sure they're either on the lease of your apartment or you have some kind of financial assurances, which usually happens when you're desperate. And we talk about that a lot on this podcast. Desperation yes. makes people do things that they're like, oh, this could be shady, but I'm in a position where I really need it. So I got to roll the dice. Sometimes mm. it works out OK. Sometimes you end up with a squatter or a murderer room. And it's like that's the yeah. risk that you're taking. Yeah, that's that's wild stuff right there. I I think the only way really to get out of a squatter, you got to move four or five more squatters in. See, I don't think so because I think the mentality of squatter is different. The squatter mentality is someone who does not have shit to lose because they already don't even have shit. This ain't that's even their house. That's a good point. They're and I, I don't think I've ever said this on this podcast, but this is a gem of advice that I'll probably put in this maybe book. All mm-hmm. right, don't fuck with people who have shit to who don't have shit to lose. Those are the scariest people in life because Thanks. if you don't have any chink in your armor, if you don't have an Achilles heel, if you don't have a way that I can make you stop your behavior because you don't want to lose this, your money, your career, your reputation, nothing, you can't stop that person because they don't give a fuck. They unstoppable. Un. That's why they're stoppable. Yeah. There's some people, like, there's, you'll see, like, some entertainers where they're mm. strictly, you know, they, they get all, like, you see, you see the guys, they'll talk crazy on YouTube, and that becomes their brand. You, know, right. you can't stop that person, because not only do they have nothing to lose, but all they have gained is com- comes from Infamy. that persona of having nothing to lose. Exactly. 100%. Infamy, which can be just yeah. as lucrative as fame. And it's funny that you brought up entertainment because I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to reveal who this person is because I'm not giving them no clout. But I had created an organization and we worked. And I remember this person, we were at an event 
And we were like handing out flyers to something that we were hosting or something. And it was for Moonlight. And Barry Jenkins was there. And we had watched the screening and he had talked. And this is before the Oscars. So he's doing all these like screenings and, you know, like getting buzz. And we were walking out and he was there. And this person was like, oh, I'm about to give him a flyer for our show. And I was like, he ain't gonna come to the show. He's on the Oscar. Like, you know, like we don't got to bother that man. And they were like, oh, I have no shame. And I wish in that moment that I had just stopped talking to this person immediately because if someone <laughs> admits to you that they have no shame, you believe should. Them. It's just like my Angelou say, when people t- show you who they are, believe them the first time. Don't Period. risk it. Like when people have no shame, you cannot stop them. Don't even try to fight with them. Yeah, also, it's a waste of energy. You can't beat them. Truly. You can't beat them. How are you going to beat somebody who's like, I don't care? <laughs> <laughs> they they don't they don't have a rule book. If you play by rules, they don't even have a rule book. It's not about learning their rules. They don't, it don't exist. Can you imagine if you were a kidnapper and it's like taken, except for when you call it ain't Liam Neeson talk about a special set of neck chopping skills. It's just somebody who's like, oh, you got my kid? I don't care. Like, what do you do? Then? Right. They like, keep them. Good. Good. I don't want that unemployed criminal anyway. <laughs> you saving me money. Like I don't want to hear me that. A favor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm changing my number. Don't call me again. <laughs> they hang up on you. You the ransomist, and they hang up on you. Wait, and you get off the phone like, hey y'all. So I talked. I I did my ransom job, and they said, um, it's whatever. That's what they said. So. What do you mean they said it's whatever? They said they don't need them back. <laughs> so now they don't we, want their child back. No, they said they don't want them. They said it's actually uh, savings. <laughs> if we don't get the ransom money, do you know how expensive it is to raise a child? Yeah, and even to murder them is also expensive. We got to go to Home Depot. Yeah. We got to get a lot of shady materials. We should probably just let them go. Let's get in the car, open the van at a random spot, and let them go. <laughs> But you don't want to let them go because something could happen to them. A lot of kidnappers are murderers. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You got to stay here. <laughs> That's not our lane. We are <laughs> we, napping. We are just <laughs> napping. We're not yeah, murdering. We're not murderers. Okay. We don't do kid murders. We do kidnapping. We do like, kidnapping time. We're like the tow truck, but for people. Like, right. the tow truck ain't stealing your car. We just napping it. We kidnapping your car, and then you come, and you pay to get it out of the tow. We not going to destroy even. it. We're not going to get rid of it. That's it. We're going to hold it. <laughs> we ain't, we, you know, we might wash it, not as often as you probably would, <laughs> but we'll wash it. We'll keep it up, you know. And right, then but you're we're not, not buy trying it. to, like, but except for, like, tow. I got towed so many times when I first moved to L.A., so many times I got towed and I, I think I've said this on the daily site guys maybe I've said it here but it might be behind mm-hmm. the paywall but I'll just tell y'all my shame and y'all are gonna judge me and it's okay you should in Los Angeles I've been towed shouldn't do don't say guess guess how many times I've been towed how long you been in LA now nah, I ain't gonna give you that guess how many times I've been towed you've been towed I'll tell you this the times that I were towed within, were within a two year period Okay, two year period. That's good. Yeah, you, you were told nine times. Twelve. Jesus, two years, Stacey. <laughs> you can read. I know you can. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen you read. So why? How? <laughs> don't cover my literacy. I know you can read. So I don't understand. <laughs> In first grade, I won 
all state for oral reading. Don't come I, for I my believe reading. It. You're very intelligent. So how? <laughs> <laughs> Twelve times in two years? You that's not you weren't told you have a fetish. You like it. <laughs> I have a kink. <laughs> you have a toe you kink. Because I know that at the LA DOT, when they tell you, like, it's $283 to get your car out. If mm-hmm. you wait over the 24-hour period, it's an extra $40 a day. Yeah. I used to know people at the tow place. They'd be like, oh, you back? I'd be like, yeah, y'all got my paperwork. Just here my car. Like, it was bad. I didn't have any money. That was, it was, oh, God, there's such a tax on the port. But I, my dumb ass, I found an apartment. Mm. had two roommates and which back to the roommate thing had two roommates and um because I found the place I had the best credit I took the largest bedroom and I thought because I I'm a liberalizing and I'm always trying to be equitable and fair I was like oh well, one of you can take the parking my dumb ass so there was only one parking spot I gave it to the person with the smallest room who was rarely paying her rent on time and then I had no place to park. So I had to park at places. I was like, oh, you have to move your car at 6 a.m. And I was doing comedy shows after waiting tables. I was getting home at like 1 in the morning, like just grinding. And then sometimes I would oversleep and my car would get towed. Or like I was trying to park. Like I was, I found out that certain residents in this neighborhood in Los Angeles would paint the front of their house, like the um, curb. They would paint it red, which legally they're allowed to do because it's their house. But it wasn't a sanctioned red spot. So I would park Uh. in those and I would be fine. And then sometimes I found some red spots that I guess were sanctioned and then they take my car. It was bad. But... This is what I do, and I want you to do this as well, Lacey. Okay. This I'm will parking help you. Now. Yeah, but this will help you get over that, those two years. So this is what I, every time I get a speeding ticket or something like that, or my car gets towed, I think about all the times I got away with parking illegally, or I got away with speeding and I didn't get caught, and I divided no. By the total. <laughs> we black shouldn't do. We should always get away. Look, if I can't get reparations, if we're never going to get 40 acres and a mule, which I would take in 2022, I don't know what mm. I would do with 40 acres. I have no clue how I would raise a mule, but I would take it. If I can't get that, I should at least get at least like six or seven, maybe 10 years suspended on taxes because uh, my ancestors built this country. Cotton is a billion dollar industry and it started America. We were providing two thirds of the world's cotton. Don't be mistaken, honey. Still, 3.2 still million day. slaves were here. The fabric of our lives, girls. Mm. We picked it. We made it. Mm-hmm. I would just want 10 years not paying taxes because ta- I'm tired of Uncle Sam, especially with COVID. I'm like, Uncle Sam, you wasn't doing shit for COVID. What am I? I'm paying more GoFundMes for hospital bills than Cigna. What? <laughs> but I would want that and I would want to be able to park wherever I want. And I, and my caveat would be if it's a spot where it's going to make traffic hard after 4 p.m. or whatever, I, I don't need that. But everything else, black people should be able to park. I want to just put a B on my car and it just says black and you just right. leave me alone. I like that. It's like a purple B. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you got to be, you know, it got to be di- very distinctive. So I like that. You could just park right on top 
of a police station. Yep, everywhere. On top of a police car. I want to be able to drive my SUV on top of a police car. I like park that. Flat. Hotel lobbies. <laughs> just pull right into the lobby. Like, yeah, the man, lobby. you can't park here. You open your door, they see you, but like, oh, I'm so sorry. I want to open so my <laughs> car up and walk to the front desk of the hotel. I want to park in the lobby. Y'all got big double doors. I can fit my car in there. Y'all move it. <laughs> just, just to ask the stupid questions. You know what a Dunkin' Donuts is? <laughs> <laughs> Are you checking in? No, but do you know where the Dunkin' Donuts is? Where can I get a chocolate croissant after 3 a.m.? Hello? <laughs> Ma'am, you can't you can't park here. <laughs> I can't park in y'all lobby? Ritz. I can't park in the Ritz Carlton lobby? <laughs> You're blocking the line, man. Okay, well, y'all move the car. I'm going to throw you my keys. That's up to y'all. That's none of my business. 12 times in two years. That's insane. <laughs> All right, and you know what? I told you, look, there's nothing shameful about scams, but I'll give y'all my shame every now and then. And now you have it 12 times, 12 times. Um, Yeah, I gave I gave L.A.D.O.T. like several Gucci bags. We don't have to I don't have to think about it anymore. Pain. And you know, I ain't feel no potholes. Every time I drive over a bump in the street, I'm like, where is my money going? Where is my money? <laughs> but guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be right back with my favorite part of the show. Historic Hood Winks. I love fashion, okay? But we all know buying the latest and the greatest constantly is a little bit of a scam to the planet, which is why I love Newly. It's a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. Sometimes you put something on the gram and you be like, oh, well, it's dead now. Well, with Newly, you can keep having fresh fits. And you're helping the planet. Try out trending styles, colors, silhouettes, and then you can send it back for something new. Okay? Come on, Newly. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles for more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. I know that's right. It's fast, free shipping and returns with professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus, the option to buy whatever you love, which I love that because sometimes I put on a piece and I'm like, it's mine's now. So you can buy it from Newly. I love using Newly because the free shipping, it's really quick, and the pieces are really nice quality. Also, I love that the orders, like when I got mine, it was shipped in a recyclable, reusable tote. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code GODDESS. 20. Just go to N-U-L-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's. And enter the code GODDESS20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code GODDESS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. We are back, and it's time for Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Shenandu with the famous con caper group of criminals. We'll get his opinions all throughout. We'll see if he loves it, if he hates it. Sometimes we love it, sometimes we hate it. Y'all know the vibes. And today, we're going back to the 1980s. 
In the 1980s, a group of unassuming genius, in quotes, students from Harvard and MIT took casinos across the country by storm. Their success and notoriety as card counters inspired infamous scenes like One in the Rain Man, and they inspired The Hangover. So Rain Man and The Hangover are both iconic movies. And if you like Euphoria and Sam Levinson, here's some tea, Sam Levinson daddy, Barry Levinson, directed Rain Man, okay? Sometimes Hollywood is very nepotistic, and by sometimes, I mean a lot of the times. But well, well, uh, <laughs> was this movie based off 21, too? So there's a movie called 21, I think, that was based off of it. It might also tie into that. The ones that I have yeah. are Rain Man and The Hangover, but I wouldn't be surprised, because anytime people are card counting, that usually inspires. Just like Some scams kinda. are in the zeitgeist right now, a lot of the scams that I've talked about on this podcast have turned into TV shows, documentaries, etc. Yeah. So, people love the scam right now. It's popping. It's, it's uh, I don't know. I, I'm addicted to watching the documentaries about scams. It's very, it's just juicy material. Like, how did they get away with this? What made them think they could get away with this? And a lot of times they only get caught because they get greedy. Greedy. Mm-hmm. They didn't pull out when it was time, you know? Oh, Shannon, dude, you're a savant. Oh, you're so good for this podcast. Oh, <laughs> they're going to love you. Well, but you yeah. Know. Shindu's always loved. He's always loved, at least in my (laughs) communities. Um, But yeah, that's the thing is like the zeitgeist has been so interested in scams, especially since the pandemic 2020, because we're all starting to realize when your government, the thing that you pay into, the thing that you don't even have a choice to pay into it, they take money out of your checks. They take money out of everything that you do. You know, you pay parking meters, you pay to keep our society alive, which is fair. But we've all learned that when we needed assistance from the government that we've all paid for, daddy government went out for a pack of cigarettes and never came back. Daddy government said they was going to get milk. They're like, where, where the and we like, yeah. where you at? Almond Breeze? <clears throat> daddy? Where did you go? <laughs> Nowhere to be found. I've never been more upset paying taxes than this year. And it's simply because I watched two years of fuckery and then, you know, our government always has money for bullshit that we're like, y'all got coins for that. But then healthcare, you know, they're rolling back paying free COVID testing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it, all of a sudden, daddy government's like, we ain't got it. And it's like, because sweetie. Because we- the government's a scam. We, the government don't control the government. It's the lobbyists control the government. And they and- control them by paying by political donations to their campaign. That's, mm-hmm. They just buying politicians left and right. And the food companies the do, it, all the, they all do it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of of the mind of like, I want the Senate, which is much more exclusive than the House. There's less members, and also it's just more of an exclusive campaign, and you need more mm-hmm. money. But the Senate and the House, I just feel like, okay, we're talking about Uh, racial distribution. Black people are 13% of the country. We should at least have that number in the house. If we want to talk about other races, Asian people, you know, Hispanic people, Hispanic to cover a lot of different countries and, you know, ethnicities, I believe is the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like, and if you don't know what that means, I talked about this in the Hilaria episode and I'll bring that one out of the paywall because it's such a fun one, but Race is like, okay, I'm a black person. Shinindu is considered black. But Shinindu is from Africa. He is of Nigerian descent. That would be his ethnicity. I don't know where mine is, so my ethnicity is just technically American. Um, 
and my producer is popping in here. Race is usually associated with biology linked to physical characteristics such as skin color, hair texture. Ethnicity is linked with cultural expression and identification, which would be like your country, what language you speak, etc. So I was on it. But yeah, so there's a difference between the two. But I would like if Congress and Senate represented race and ethnicity more equitably. And also, huge part, class. Because a lot of those motherfuckers are rich. And it's like, if you don't know what milk costs right now, or a banana, maybe you shouldn't be yeah, but in Congress anymore. Term limits. A lot, of, a lot of those who aren't rich, they even those that come sometimes come in with the right intention and with the right... The system. I guess, you know, my state, essentially, they become a part of the system. The, the system kind of sucks them in, and they have to play by the rules to move Or they up. won't get reelected, or they won't be able to move up. They can't get on Facts. committees. They can't mm-hmm. make valuable decisions. So it's like yeah. them feeling like they're trading off a small bit of selling out to yeah. be able to have control in the big picture. And that's what all of these people think until they get to the big picture, and they're not helping at all. And as much as we talk about defunding the police or if you're more conservative like putting more training and education and rooting out the bad apples which is way too many people and way too many people in power which is why that doesn't work Mm -hmm. um it's the same thing for congress it's like and and for the senate and for american government in general it's like power corrupts y'all power corrupts you can't expect our politicians to govern the wealthy appropriately when they desire to be them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 been an issue since the beginning of time, since we started like going into some type of like political systems from Rome, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, right? When people get in power, they almost get drunk with it. Not everybody, but more often than not, that's what happens. And then you could easily buy politicians because of human nature and greed, et cetera. Like when you don't put a cap on capitalism, it gets out of hand. Like right. donations no cap. for political <laughs> no capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Even no capital, you need a cap, you know? Like there there should be political donations are fine, but when there's no cap on it, you're buying politicians, right? There's no mm-hmm. reason you need a millions of dollars to print flyers, bro. I'm sorry. Right. You don't you don't need it. You're pocketing that money. And you know, earmarks so on bills, like you you coming up the Congress steps and there's somebody sitting there with <laughs> thousands of dollars in their pocket ready to give it to you to vote uh, f- in favor of the NRA giving guns to two-year-olds. And you're like, well, exactly. is yep. y'all going to teach the two-year-olds to put the safety on? And, yeah. and then next thing you know, you in the pocket of, you know, big evil, big pharma, yeah. big, big everybody. So mm-hmm. there's just not a lot of protections. And this is something we have to work on as citizens all over. So Bill Kaplan is who we're talking about. Um, In 1977, a recent Harvard grad named Bill Kaplan read a book about card counting and believed he could use the mathematical models to win his fortune. His mother was disapproving, but his father challenged him. Play me every night and prove you can win. So his dad was about to scam. Okay, so we're looking at this guy. He's he's got khakis on, a blazer. Um... (laughs) Got the shaggy hair. Yeah. I mean, and he's tall. A white man who's tall with a full head of hair, that's what we call charismatic. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to have a personality. When you a white man and you tall with a full head of hair and a mostly symmetrical face, oh, you good. You gonna get into the rooms. (laughs) See that guy? He's charismatic. Oh, yeah, you know him? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, he just... uh, That's the person, like... (laughs) 
<laughs> Once you tall, you so funny. Really? His smile lit up a room, and it'd be like he was just tall. <laughs> he was just tall. He was blocking the light. He actually right. in the room. He, <laughs> he blocking the bulb. <laughs> right, that's what it was. He was blocking the bulb, but they say he lit up the room. Yeah, there was a halo around his head from the light bulb. That's blocking. exactly what it was because he walked in front of the light bulbs, and they were like, "Wow, he lights up the room because he's tall." <laughs> he so he did. He would play his dad and shit. Bill was allowed to defer his attendance at Harvard Business School to go to Vegas for a year to perfect his craft. Wow. He left with $1,000 of graduation money as a Harvard Outstanding College Athlete and within nine months turned that into $35,000. So you can go to Vegas with a, a, a tiny coin, and I've done it many times, and left with my rent. Mm. But I don't stay there that long. And that's the key to gambling, guys. If you want to be a successful gambler and make your money, it's all about having one solid hour. One, don't play slots. They're a ripoff. Don't play games that are invented by the casino. When they talk about, we got five-card shuffle. What is that? I ain't never heard of that. Don't do that. (laughs) You go to blackjack. You go to the craps table. And maybe if you're just a wild one, go to roulette. But that's really just wild. But if you go to the craps table or the blackjack table, you know the odds. You know you can know how to play. If you can stay there for an hour, 15 minutes out of that hour, you'll get hot, bet big, take your money, and leave. That's how you can win at the casino. If you stay at the casino for a long period of time, you'll never win. The odds are not in your you're favor. Never, they will take not. your money. They will take Eventually. your money. Mm-hmm. And so, and if you win a decent amount, like my parents used to always get invited to Vegas casinos, like for free, like free hotel stays for all, because they would get their money and they would leave, and the casino would be like, "Come back, girl, free hotel room," because we want our money back. <laughs> you owe us. Bet you won't do Negros. it again. <laughs> Bet you won't do it again. Come back here, and we're gonna ply you right. with alcohol. We we gonna make yeah, you real like- drunk and slap it. <laughs> They're like double or nothing, yeah. Right. Why do you think them drinks be free at the casino? Because the money that they make off you losing money intoxicated is way more than they spend on that well vodka cranberry. Exactly. They keep they keep you there with the free drinks. And then um from the looser you get, you know, the worse you play, the next you know, you're done. Mm Mm-hmm. And then that's how they come up. A little bit about playing Blackjack and the MIT team. Blackjack is a casino game where the players bet against the house during deals, hoping that the value of the cards dealt doesn't exceed 21. So the dealer is flipping cards just like you're flipping cards, and you hope that you have 21 or you have a higher number than the dealer. If you go over 21, it's a bust. If the dealer goes over 21, no matter what little number you have, you win, right? So for a skilled player, it's less of a game of chance, more of a game of strategy that can be legally beaten by counting cards. The general idea behind card counting is that each card is assigned a count, depending on its face. By keeping track of the count, players can determine the high and low cards that have already been played and roughly calculate what's in the deck, like what's left. And casinos have gotten slick about this. Now they have card decks and it'll be like, you look at the deck and it's like four decks in there so they can keep you from counting as much. While not illegal, it's considered cheating by most casinos and heavily frowned upon. Three years later, after his Vegas career, Bill's life took a dramatic turn when he ran into a man named Mr. M. Mr. M had been running small blackjack team with members recruited from a blackjack class that he had taught at MIT. I love that at MIT they were like, look, we was doing tech. The way the market looking, because I remember as a millennial, and you're a millennial too, right? Shouldn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember we got out of college and we thought the job market was about to be popping 
and it was not popping. And I remember there was a viral meme of a student in LA. This person was holding this sign and was like, I went to MIT, this very expensive, prestigious, exclusive school, and I don't have a job. And so I guess the girls at MIT were like, I don't know, crime, bitch. Nobody, the baby boomers aren't leaving the workforce. We got to start doing crime. I'm not against it. So Bill agreed to train and manage this group of already scamming blackjack people under the condition that it was run as a business with formal procedures. So he was like, this is my job now. He was like, (laughs) crime incorporated. (laughs) We We got got professional developments. We got HR. We got... (laughs) HR crime. <laughs> co-worker, co-work dinners. Hey, Shinadu, it's me, uh, Linda from HR at Crime. And I just want to talk to you because you've been showing up to crime late a lot recently. Uh-huh. And right, as a getaway right. driver, it's just something that we cannot accept because when people run out, they the car needs to be there. But I always send an email that when I'm late, though. Yeah, by the time you send the email, shouldn't do. They're already mid crime, and no one's checking their email. Okay. So it's just not an efficient way to communicate. This is your first warning. I, I won't. I need you to sign this. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. No problem. But I'm not fired, correct? I'm good. No, 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 no. But if you were to be terminated, it would be a fault because we have this in the file now. So don't try to that's file fine. for unemployment. Okay, terminate me, and I'll from snitch on everybody. Corp. I'll snitch on everybody. <laughs> okay, that's a good point, Shannon. Dude, that's a good point. Now, listen, at Crime Corp, we don't like to result to. We don't like to go to murder, but in your contract, you will see um, line item forty six B. We can murder you. <laughs> I forgot that part. Yeah. And you sign, you initial by that one. We actually have an initial by we can't murder you so that everybody reads it and it's clear. Well, criminals don't read contracts and you know that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Legally though. (laughs) (laughs) So spotters were dispatched at tables where they would keep track of the count and signal to big players when a table was hot or a player advantage. So basically, they're watching tables and they're like, oh, all these cards are out. We know the hot cards are coming. There's a good chance that you can get 21 at this table. Come on over here. The big player then joins the the game at that table, placing maximum bets at a player advantage. When the spotter notices the count has dropped, they again signal to the big player to leave the table, thereby eliminating the better player ever being at a disadvantage. So they're like, oh, the table's hot. Come on over here. Okay, the table about to cool down. That's when I do my cough, cough. Mm -hmm. First cough's like, it's hot. Yeah. You order, I'll take a cranberry peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Cranberry peanut butter? Yeah, cranberry peanut butter. Every 30 minutes, that man who's just watching Blackjack starts clapping. Starts making up drinks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that young lady over there, she just started stepping out of nowhere. You know, yeah, she started doing an electric slide at one point, and then all the ta- <laughs> the players got up from the table. We should probably right. kick her out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that they're not very subtle. So, bigger and badder. By the early 90s, remember, this is 77 when they started getting this shit popping. Right. Or at least when Bill went to school. So, in the early 90s, the rise of mega casinos were in full swing. Bill and his team saw an opportunity in hundreds of new tables. So, this is the 90s. So, now, this is when Al Gore had created the internet. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> which I like to say. And it, it, we had some technology, but the technology wasn't that popping. You know, Will Smith on Fresh Prince, he was having the cell phone, but it was attached to a huge, large purse um, or phones in cars, you know? So it, it, technology isn't popping that much. So I feel like this is a scam that would go great in the 90s because you can't do this shit no more. Casinos are big and bad, and they're very much aware. The MIT team had friends and partners that noticed their initial success and even saw 100% return on smaller investments. So now they got investments. They're like, mm-hmm. hey, give us your money. And we'll ch- it's not the stock market. <laughs> it's close, though. With players making $80 an hour for themselves nightly. $80 an hour is not enough for me to get beat up by Big Tony and Little Tony Hell and no. his cousin, Antonio, That's at the casino. 80 bucks an hour? 80 an hour? You can make that as a poker dealer. You can just deal the cards. Yeah, cups. for crime? That's too low for crime. Yeah, we gotta we gotta up it up, you know. Maybe it was eighty minimum, and then whatever you make is commission. I would hope, cause eighty ain't gonna get me. The team as a whole, here we go, could earn twenty five thousand dollars nightly across twenty five players on the floor, communicating with each other through secret signals. So you could okay, okay. There now we we're talking. So base minimum was eighty. You knew if you went to the casino and it was a dry night, you was at least gonna leave with eighty an hour. But you might make up to like twenty five k a night. Okay, now yeah. that makes sense. I would. That's a drastic. Back. That's a drastic difference. That's a really yeah. wide window. <laughs> it is either you're gonna, either you're gonna be here for ten hours and make eight hundred bucks, or you're gonna be here for maybe four hours and make twenty five thousand. You don't know. Yeah. Okay, fair. The gambling industry wasn't going away, and the students would never be any less brilliant. So they used the $100,000 to fund a formalized company called Strategic Investments. So they decided they were going to take scam in the casino and make it big business. Now, this is the flaw in this scam. Just scam the casino and take your money and invest it, it and do what you want? You can't yeah. make a corporate, you can't make an S Corp out of robbery. Don't try to be the best ever. Get your money and go. Why are you paying social security tax on robbery? See, they going to catch up. They going to start noticing things. Right. Be good. Like, you know, they could have just dominated one city, made their money, and then wash their hands and get regular jobs and just have like eight million sitting. In the we bank. are confusion. So Mike Appointe was one student who was a part of this whole thing. Strategic investments is what they made. It was designed to be a factory of training mathematically brilliant young students before unleashing them on casinos and blackjack savants. So it was like, look, did you go to MIT? I figured this is probably like at graduation, there's a table out there and they're like, hey, you ain't got no job prospects? Yeah, the economy's bad. We know. How would you like to come into strategic investments? (laughs) We are located in Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Mondrian. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I already know where they recruit everybody. They recruit them at those, you know, when you're doing an all-nighter and those students look yeah. like zombies because they're so Sleep tired. Deprived. They're like, look, man, you ain't got to do this no more. <laughs> we got to out today. You don't got to work in Cupertino, San Francisco. <laughs> you could come over here at Strategic Investments, very vague business name, and strategically invest. Lord. You can count to 21, you could work for us. Right. All right. Once Mike had proved that he was brilliant, he was handed $40,000 in cash and sent on his way to his first blackjack table. He lost $10,000 within the first 10 minutes at his first table in Atlantic City. Oh, Atlantic City. That's really where... I went to Atlantic City once because I had seen it on Sex in the City as a kid, and I was like, 
Oh, I live in New York. Let's go to Atlantic City. I went there and it was the saddest place I had ever been to. We went to a casino where I saw all of these old people on oxygen masks at the... And some of them smoking, which I was like, I don't think you're supposed to do that with the oxygen. (laughs) At the uh, slot machines, just pulling their life away and sucking up oxygen out their tanks. And I was like, whoo, mortality. Hey, girl. It's that little (laughs) bit of hope that keeping them alive, though. (laughs) <laughs> that ding 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 that 777 yeah, you take that casino for them that's it and I'm not an ageist because if you're lucky you live long enough to be old and that's the thing that we always be trying to shame people who get older about it's like bitch if somebody's older than you then that means they've lived longer than you they got lucky Thanks. to live and we all want to be like oh I don't want to die but we don't want to be like I don't want to be go- get old that's a part of it <laughs> you know you gotta get old you know right. be- or being ninety, yeah being 99 that's just a testament to how hard they worked on mm-hmm. themselves how emotionally, you know, stable they are, too, that they don't stress out a lot. And being old is how you feel. If you're out here doing stuff, living life, then who gives a fuck how old you are? Um, the only reason that I buy into monogamy is because I'm like, at one point, I know I'm not going to try to be a hot girl. I don't want to be a, a 56-year-old hot girl. Like, I would be okay if I got divorced and then I was 56 when I got divorced and I came out because that's different. But if I was single up until, like, 56, I'd be like, mm, this is too long. Like... <laughs> that's a revenge hot girl when you come out the marriage yeah that's fine <laughs> that's fine yeah this is if you get divorced that's cute right. right but also if you're non-monogamous then don't my favorite quote uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Whoopi Goldberg they were asking her I don't know what carpet or wherever but they were like Whoopi um like when are you gonna get married like when are you gonna like have a partner and I remember she said you know I don't want anybody living in my house and I was like wow damn that's simple Wow. Do I want somebody living in my house? You know? That's a good question, Whoopi. I'm with you. So he lost $10,000 on his first go, even though he's a genius and he's savant. He's not a scammer, right? Casino hosts looked after high rollers and rewarded them with free food, drinks, tickets, and rooms, like I told you my parents got. Whether they win or not, trying to get them to stay because they're like, we just want your money. Like, you're going to spend more than this room would ever cost us. So Mike remembered, an executive casino host came over right away and greeted me and took me up to a penthouse suite. I had a jacuzzi, a pool table. It was amazing. By the end of the weekend, he was able to return with a net profit of $25,000. So he was given forty. dollars He returned with $25,000. So he made a net of $65,000. But, you know, he got a return off top. So the students who spent the rest of their week going to class and sharing dorm rooms were suddenly treated like VIPs. So remember, these are broke-ass students at MIT. And now, all of a sudden, they're staying in rooms that got pool tables and jacuzzis. And they're spending somebody else's money. Yeah. And now you're causing attention to yourself, right? Which is mm-hmm. why a lot of these scammers get caught. You're well, living here's the, the life. thing, though. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be shady, but MIT students, I don't think they're going to, like, from what no, I've seen true. in campus brochures and, and how they be looking, I don't think they're going to garner a lot of attention. You're not going to be like, this is a genius or a savant and certainly not a rich person because they're in college and they're not spending their money on Gucci and gold. Right. That's true, too. Now, that's a good point. That's a good point. Unless they were, like, you know, spending the money on things that the students spend on, but they were just doing it in a huge way. Like, whatever MIT students are into, like cardigans. Right. Like, yeah, this is your 12th <laughs> cardigan this week. You got a lot. Brenda, what you... This is my Chanel cardigan. Yes, it has a train. <laughs> Please do not step on my Chanel cardigan train. With I'm here train. for the final. <laughs> That's got to fly, though. Can uh, you carry my train, train into the final? <laughs> <laughs> At what point in 
your life shouldn't do. I need to see you on a red carpet with a Chanel cardigan with a train. We're going to make hey, it happen. And we're going to reference this episode. That is so funny. A king. So they were even invited to an annual blackjack ball where the world's greatest blackjack players would descend upon Las Vegas to hang out with each other. At the gathering, players took a 20-question trivia survey to distinguish how good they were and took part in a tournament of various blackjack skills. Now, how y'all got a damn um, Meyer Briggs survey for blackjack players? Right. And I think really blackjack, there's only a certain level you could get in terms of being good. Because yeah, once you understand all the... Per- yeah, once you all the percentages, there's always the right thing to do. There's never right. no, like, extra intellect or, like, a gut feeling you can really add to it. Right. There's always, like, the percentages say to do this. Exactly, because you know? in poker, there's an element of, like, we know how many cards are in the deck, the same kind of right. percentages. However, there's an element of lying, confidence, what are your tells, Facts. how do you look when you're nervous, how do you look when Bluffing. you're confident. Betting tells mm-hmm. a story with poker, like the mm-hmm. amount of money you bet during poker, that lets, you know, all that stuff play, plays into it. It's more elaborate, which is why I understand why people would watch poker on TV, because it is, like, this mind game that you're watching, or, like, maybe, like, Dungeons & Dragons, where you're watching the human play versus, like, you're watching someone play odds in a system. Exactly. So I totally get that. Uh, The problem was, is that even though these students played like high rollers, they add difficulty acting like it. Like I was saying, like these are high school, or not high school, they're college kids, but they're fresh out of high school. You know, these are kids. So they don't know how to act like high rollers because they're not high rollers. You know, I feel like they would probably sit down and they'd be like, would you like some Evian? They'd be like, how much is that? They'd be like, it's free. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, then give me 10 Evians. Y'all, <laughs> please. How you say it? Evian, y'all? If, uh, uh, is the East Island Vions? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Lacey, this is MIT. <laughs> right. They're like, we can read. We're at MIT, right. bitch. You went to Pitt. You shut your ass up. Okay? No shade. <laughs> so sometimes they got too relaxed about tens of thousands of dollars that they regularly carried around. So mm. also, when you're dealing with money that's not your money... It's not your money, so you don't treat it like your money unless you're a miser or you're cheap or you're a scammer and you like to steal. You got all this money, and they're like, oh, oh, did I drop my 10000 Hold on. I done dropped my 10000 Yeah, that was mad. Like, they're very chill. Yeah. No, nah, seriously. Oh, we about to bet? Hold on. I left my 10000 in the bathroom. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk. Like, here, you keep half. Huge huge tips to the dealer. You could, you could tell people that are high rollers, like, when you're playing. Or when you're at a casino, by the way, they tip the dealer. Yeah, it's an energy. If they're winning, they're tipping well. Sometimes even if they lose, they tip well. I consider high rollers at craps tables or at any tables, blackjack tables in Vegas, I consider Mm -hmm. them the same as people who worked in the service industry and then made a lot of money later. I used to work in the service industry. I went to a restaurant last night that I used to work for this company. It's like high-end restaurant. I went there. The waitress that we had could not have been less interested in us. The service was... It wasn't asked because we got everything we wanted. And for me, like, if you go to a place and you get everything you asked for, then that's not bad service. But it was just like... She was just kind of an asshole. And I tipped her really well at the end. And I saw her face like, oh, wow. Oh, and I tipped her in cash, too, because I was a service. So, like keep what you want to keep and get the rest to the other girls. But she was like, oh, wow. And it wasn't for her service, obviously, but I had worked there before. So, like, the people had, like, gave me some little, you know, sent me a free dessert or whatever. But, like, when you work in the service industry, you know, like, those tips go to the busters. Those tips sometimes go to, like, I was at a sushi restaurant, so they go sometimes to the sushi chefs and stuff. So you don't be cheap about that shit. 
Mm. And even if the service is like mid, so I would imagine like right. high rollers are like, you taking care of me, you got good energy, we making money together, I'm gonna tip you well. It's not facts. It's a, it's a really good time. And you could tell, I was telling somebody the other day, like it's really, <laughs> it sucks when you see people playing with money that they can't afford to play mm, with. I don't, I'll get up, I will leave the table. I, That's Man, a- it's a whole, that energy sucks because you feel mm-hmm. bad for the, for the people. You're like, man, you shouldn't even be here, but you don't know them. You can't be speaking on their life. You know? Shouldn't do is dropping gems. If you ever see a motherfucker at a table in Vegas, and, and one, don't gamble to make money. Gamble to have fun, and, and we're telling Facts. you how you can make money. You leave. But mm-hmm. what shouldn't do just said is a huge fucking gem. If you see anybody at the table who looking like, I'm back child support, or like, rent is due. Like, if the desperation, if they sweating, if they looking too hard at the cars, at the table, at the chips, leave. Because they got leave. bad energy. You will never yeah. make money at a, any gambling facility with somebody who needs it. Every, yeah, there's a reason and, why. And when you yeah. go back to your car, be careful too, because they don't get if they lost all their money. They're the way they driving out that parking lot Whoop. is dangerous. <laughs> they <laughs> they will run you over on accident because they not even thinking about their surroundings right now. They are pissed. <laughs> I see it all the time. The most dangerous parking lot in the world is a casino parking lot. They be speeding their ass out of. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying twice in the casino parking lot. Just, just like keep your eyes open because these cars are leaving heated. Shouldn't do. I thought you was gonna say that they might try to rob you because they see you that getting too. money when you cash out. <laughs> Not that they speed away so fast that they gonna hit you on the they way out. They gonna hit you. They so bad. They gonna hit you. <laughs> They willing to die tonight. Like you I gotta be careful. Imagine winning the casino and be like, "Wow, I came up walking out like yay, doing that like jump in the air with the freeze frame, and then somebody just hits you with their car." Now they jump in the air with the freeze frame. Boof. Oh no! Guys, I didn't know about that. Should have just put us on to something else. Yeah, Walk carefully yeah. outside of the casino because I didn't know they were driving mad. They driving so, bad in there, yeah. Losing money. <laughs> This is a long one. Y'all welcome. Uh, Losing money. One night, some team members went straight from a weekend trip to Vegas to joining a practice session in the MIT classroom. Not y'all holding practice scam gambling gambling at the MIT. (laughs) I'm not mad at it. If I'm getting an education, I want a full education. If I'm into crime, y'all better be able to teach me about that too. They hadn't had time to unpack and one absentmindedly left a paper lunch bag under his chair. At 6 a.m. the next morning, Bill received a phone call from a student saying, you know I came back from Vegas and I had $125,000 in a paper bag. Well, I left it in the classroom and I totally forgot about it. I ran back and it's not there. <gasps> oh! You ran back to the classroom where y'all were learning scambling and a student, I hope it was like a student on scholarship. I hope it was somebody who was real down bad. Ne- they reached, reached under their table and they were in economics and pulled up a lunch sack and they were like, I'm so hungry. I'll eat whatever's in here. And they opened up as $125,000. I bet you, if that was me, I would have got my ass up so silently and been like, y'all send me the notes. <clears throat> I'm like, man, oh man, I, I think I left my car in the red. I'll be back here. 125 grand in cash, no tax, nobody know. I would have left their my tea. I would have been like, bitch, yeah. we're going to have to go to Stanford. I'm transferring. Uh, and the trick with that, don't, don't take it with you. Go into the courtyard, find you a nice corner under a bush, dig yourself a hole, put it there. Oh come, hell no! I'm come back a week later in my backpack, <laughs> and I'm taking and I'm leaving school immediately. I'm gonna tell my group projects, hey y'all, they watching I, them cameras. I'm they transferring them. <laughs> from Stanford, from MIT to Stanford. I'm leaving. I would have dropped out of school. I would have disappeared. No, Fact. 
Like, I'm in college. Oh, bye. Bye. Oh, no. That's what you got to do. Log out of school. Get get off of uh, Blackboard forever. Have y'all seen Lacey? She advocated just uh, psychology. She and- disappeared. Should we put up some flyers? Should we host a vigil? I'm like, so I, I didn't see nothing on the news or anything. Right. I wouldn't tell <laughs> nobody. I would have left immediately. All my friends were like, we, we ha- I don't know what happened to her. You would never see me again, hey, ever. So a member of the janitorial staff had apparently found it and put it in his locker. Now, if you are mopping and sweeping at MIT and you find $125,000, see, he did what you did and put it in his locker, put it somewhere hidden. I'm leaving. If I will mop and sweep anywhere else in the state, and I'm taking that hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Now, come on now. You can't retire it's, right away, though. You gonna be you gonna be suspect number one. It took six months and an investigation by the Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, and the FBI before the team eventually got back their misplaced money. No, the FDB and the I participated in this. They weren't like, why you got $125,000 in cash in the MIT classroom? Because the FBI, they haters. The FBI yeah. and the I, they are haters. They're not trying to help people get Yeah, they want to backtrack that kind of money. They're like, why you have that much money in the classroom? Where'd you right. get the money from? They ask no kind of questions. This is America. Where are you just getting money? We try to make that not happen here for people. <laughs> yeah, IRS, they don't care that you're making money illegally, but you got to find a way to make sure they're getting their cut. Right. The IRS is like, as long as we get ours, you a, a cocaine salesman? Okay, but mm-hmm. how are we getting ours? But, but what's your business? You're like, oh, well, I have a laundromat. Mm. Okay, good. Well, make okay, sure you, good. you Keep washing, washing them dollars mm-hmm. and, that, and them clothes. That's it. So they got the money back, which is very lucky. Getting caught. As the team became bigger and more notorious, why would you ever expand? You cannot have, like, the why, the problem with this business is that y'all try to make it a corporation. You cannot have the McDonald's of robbery. You cannot have the Amazon yeah. <laughs> of theft. Facts. Gang members go to jail because there's just too many of them. Too many people know your business. Exactly. You can't be the sun trust of stealing. You can't you can't grow that big. You have to have a few people who got shit to lose and they signed the contract and they initialed by the murder clause and, and that's all you deal with. You don't expand. Thanks. So they got bigger, they became more recognized at casinos, and of course they did because casinos be looking. Though they technically weren't doing anything illegal, the casinos could still bar them from playing, which quickly locked them out of many cities because casinos Mm. are like, y'all keep winning money. We don't know what you're doing. They will do that. A private detective was even employed to follow them and realized they were on the same team from their Boston addresses and a yearbook the detective was able to track down. Yeah, that's y'all taking pictures in the yearbook. No. So still, most of the time... Getting caught wasn't as painful as being banned from a casino. So they'd rather get caught. They don't want to get banned because then they can't go back and do it at all. Generally, a player would be sitting at a table, get a tap on the back, and a security guard in the friendly sleigh would say, casino management has decided you're welcome to play any game except blackjack. So sometimes they wouldn't get banned. The casino would be like, hey, you can stay, but you got to go to roulette or craps or (laughs) have you tried pulling the lever at... um." Our slot machines because you yeah. can't be here no more. Facts. They're like essentially give us some of that money back. Right. Get your ass off this goddamn table because we know what you're doing. 
In one instance, a newer MIT member passed the test to be a big player. Being a new big player, he decided to take his recently married wife, who was also on the team, to casinos in the Bahamas for their honeymoon. He was at a blackjack table up to $20,000. He was up twenty grand when the casino discovered him and brought police in. Mike remembers they threw him in jail, confiscated not only the money they'd won, but the team money that they'd brought with them. So they took the money that he won and the money that he bet. This is the Bahamas. They was like, bitch. We tired of y'all Americans. After Man, the fire fest, that. That was like, it's actually before the fire fest, but they were like, no. <laughs> no, no. You look at half of our economy in your backpack? No, nah, we don't need no, that. No, we're going to need that back. We <laughs> we need to, we need that for boats and for planes. Yeah, they don't, they don't, those, those islands don't play with their term, uh, tourism we get, money. We get a new tarmac at the airport, bitch. No, <laughs> give, give that back. So that player and his wife never played for their team or any team again, but others found ways to keep on playing when they got caught. After getting caught, a big player, one who was a 21-year-old student, kept playing as a spotter by shaving his head and wearing a wig and dressing as a woman. Dedication. Employee of the month. Truly. And like all the... Why you gotta... If you gonna... Baby, you didn't have to shave your head if you was gonna wear a wig. You could have just put on a wig cap. It's okay. It was the 90s. Y'all didn't know about wig caps. Yeah, he, he was dedicated. So like all good things, strategic investments had to end with the pressure became too much. It was difficult managing at times 30 players playing across a dozen states and countries. The team dissolved in 1993, ending with an 80 players. Too many players. A few of the remaining players took their winnings and split into two groups, the amphibians and the reptiles, which continued to play for several years more. Y'all are such nerds, the amphibians and the reptiles. <laughs> the players, as a collective, made several millions annually over the span of 20 years, estimated around $5.6 million overall. Michael Ponte and Bill Kaplan went on to be professional speakers and blackjack experts. So at that point, they probably start working for the casino. Yeah. That's what you do when you're in crime and you like, they can't stop you. you like, you want me to hire me? Hire me, pay me, and I help they'll, you? They'll buy you. Kind of like the FBI brings in serial killers to help in on cases, mob, you know, other mob, retired mob to help on cases, give some kind of like criminal insight. So that makes sense. Exactly. So, guys, that brings us to the end of this historic hoodwink. And now it's time for the saddest part of the show, the end, where I have to let Shannon do go mm. right after these non-scam messages. Robbery! Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cut! And we're back. And it's time for Scammer of the Week. This is where we highlight a charlatan who's worthy of our praise or 
not. Let's see. So today we're talking about a former British Airways. Why did I say Airways like that? Airways pilot who has been sentenced to a year in jail after it was discovered that he wasn't actually the pilot that he said he was. Craig Buffoy, 49, originally lied to British Airways City Flyer in order to secure and keep a job from 2016 to 2018. Though he was technically qualified to fly private jets, he falsely claimed to have flown over 1,600 hours as a captain and fabricated training records in a stunt not unlike the film Catch Me If You Can. So he... He saw Catch Me If You Can and said, say less. Officials first became suspicious while on the ground in Switzerland, Craig had pressed a button no qualified pilot would. <laughs> oh, he looks like a pilot. He's got a, he's a white man with long hair. He got a little side part in the hair. It's giving pilot. I would not look, look at this man and think he could not fly a plane. Nah, he looked high in the photo. <laughs> he do look a little high. And, and, you know, after I watched that Denzel movie with the pilots and they was drunk, I was like, what are we, <laughs> what's going on? I'm high right now. <laughs> he do look a little high in this photo he does and we'll post this on the Instagram officials first became suspicious while on the ground in Switzerland because he pressed that button there are differing accounts as to what happened but it was suspected that he pushed a button that incorrectly diverted the plane's power and plunged the whole jet into darkness why does that button even exist why do you yeah, need that die instantly into, button I don't think we need a plunge into darkness button Exactly. When is that ever? This isn't like an army plane. What do this they is a need commercial. That for? That's not his fault. Right. We're not in the CIA. We didn't. Yeah, we he's like, oh, what this do? It can't be. It was probably right next to the, you know, you know, we don't need to flick to... a fake tooth and put cyanide in our mouth. Like, what's right. going on? You know that button to get the flight attendant's attention? It was probably right next to that right. button. How, Ding, how are you supposed yeah. to know it was that serious? Like, bro, this British Airways, we don't need the kill switch. What's going on? <laughs> Oh, Lord Jesus. So there are different accounts of what happened. It's suspected that he pushed the button incorrectly and diverted the power of the plane. Though he allegedly falsified records and lied about the length of time he held his license, according to British Airways, the pilot was fully qualified and certified. So British Airways was like, okay, yeah, he had lied a little bit and we didn't check a little bit, but he was certified. He was certified. Right. So after the incident, the Civilian Aviation Authority immediately began an investigation followed by legal action. Craig has pleaded guilty for four charges of fraud and two breaches of the Air Navigation Order in 2016. Now, Craig, I mean, none of the planes went down. <laughs> none of them None of them went down. And there are experienced pilots whose Who, planes went mm-hmm. down. And this is like, and a lot of... Okay. And sometimes it's to no fault of their own. It Boy, ain't that. What are y'all going to do? Um... But none of the planes went down. So as a mm-hmm. scammer, I was with him until he pushed the darkness button. I don't know about that. <laughs> you know what they say? You post to fake it until you make it. What's the yeah. other one? If you're waiting until you're great, you'll never start. Yep. Right? All those quotes. See, this dude epitomized that. And He's he got them all it. on his wall. He went to a college bookstore <laughs> and just got live, laugh, love. Fake it till you make it. You'll never be if you never start. And he was like, okay, yeah. If you don't fly, you'll never die. <laughs> and he took that literally. Yeah. And he went out there and he made and he a flew. career. Yeah. And here's the thing. I love scammers. I love fake it till you make it. But there's some professions that I'm like, please don't scam. If you are operating an airplane motor vehicle. That's fair. That's please fair. Please get your hours. 
That's please get your hours. <laughs> we not trying to die in the friendly skies. Please read the whole book. <laughs> Every time I get in the plane, I'm like, we not supposed to be up here. So please don't be up here like I'm not supposed to be up here. Like, don't do that to us as a community. Please get your hours. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that brings us to an end of a fantastic episode. Shenandu, thank you for being here, dropping gems and blessings on the congregation. Where can people find you? Where do you want to be found? Drop everything. That's right. Oh, you can guys find me on Instagram at Shenandu Anaka. That's Chen, A-D-U-U-N-A-K-A. Also on Twitter at Shenandu Comedy. Chinonaka is also my website. Outside yes. of that, make sure you guys check out House, House Party on HBO in July. Mm-hmm. And then check out Nosy Neighbors on uh, Spotify. Yes, check out Nosy Neighbors. Shouldn't do so funny. Definitely check out House Party. That's going to be a fun reboot. I cannot wait to see it myself. Guys, as always, snitch on your friends and family. Just make sure the scam is retired so we don't fuck up your bag at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. But come on, y'all, please make these scams a little shorter. Um, and if y'all are DMing me on profiles, please just stop being lazy and hit the email, okay? But I might open some of these DMs, but email, please. Uh, and guys, if you want to follow me and my shenanigans, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms. Season 2 of iCarly is streaming now on Paramount+. Plus. Please get into all my scams, television, auditory photos and all love you guys stay scheming this has been an earwolf production in association with team coco scam goddess stars and is hosted by me Lacey mosley aka scam goddess it's produced by judith cargbo engineered by marina pais and researched by kaylin brandt stay scheming this has been a team coco production in association with earwolf 